Don't be afraid to live out in faith the works God has planned for you, the craftsmanship that God has set before you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Streetlights America podcast. My name is Daniel King, and today I want to touch on something. It's something that I'm sure a lot of people have touched on, but I still feel that it's important to bring up because I believe a lot of people have a tendency to focus one over the other. So here's the deal. There's faith, and then there's works. Now, what do I mean by this? First, there's faith, which you're saved by faith through Christ, right? And then there are works, which some people say you have to do to be saved. But the question is, scripturally speaking, scripturally speaking, is it one or the other? Are you saved by faith and nothing else matters? Or are your works your source of salvation? There are a bunch of different religions that focus on one or the other. In fact, most religions focus more on the works. Christianity, generally speaking, is very unique because faith is the main course of salvation. However, There are still a lot of people who debate if one or the other is important for your salvation. Well, today, I want to put forward that it's both. Now, what I mean by that, to be clear, so I'm not taken out of context, faith and works actually go hand in hand. You have one before the other, but the other is a result of one. And I'll get more into that later. In other words, they are literally two sides of a coin. And for some reason, people have a tendency to say, no, this is what the coin looks like on one side, and this is the only side there is. And the other say, no, 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 this is the side that makes all the difference. Well, today, I want to go through scripture, what Paul said, what God says, and what, and if you look at this throughout all the scripture, you'll find this context, that they both go hand in hand, and there is a reason for one and the other. So let me be clear. You are justified by faith in Christ. That is where your salvation comes from. You realize who you are and you put your trust in him. I know that there's a textbook definition for it, but as far as I'm concerned, faith is just a deep, deep trust. Everybody uses faith to some degree. And works are a result of faith and are proof that your faith is genuine. Two sides of the coin. So with that being said, let's go ahead and start digging into the sources that I believe back this up. Scripture frequently makes it clear that both are important. In James chapter 2, verses 14 through 18, it says this, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace. Be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Now this passage of scripture lays pretty much my entire thesis out. Faith is important. It's the start of your salvation. And your works are proof that you are saved. Now, um, now, now, let me be clear about this. 
there are going to be people who feel guilty and say, oh, I'm not doing I'm not doing this at church or I'm not doing that at church. So I might not be saved. I'm not going to put that on you. What I will say is that as you grow in your faith, you will desire to do works for the Lord. And as you and as your faith grows, your works grow with it. And thus your faith will be proven by that fact. And I will touch on that a little more a little later. However, right now, I want to go back to what James is saying here. He's saying that you can say you have faith, but faith has to be proactive. It can't just say, oh yeah, I believe in this. I believe in that. In fact, if you go further into this chapter, the verse 19, he says this, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So what he's saying is like, yeah, you can believe in God. You can have faith in him to any degree, but you need to show that that is genuine. And I can, and this is not judgment at all, but you can tell when somebody is truly saved, there's just something very different about them. The way they live, the way they talk, the way they care about people, the compassion they have on people who otherwise you'd probably just turn your back on and give up on. It's amazing what God does what God's people do when they're faithful to him. And with that, I want to go back to why faith is important, because we are justified by faith. In fact, every great work done for the Lord is not done out of trying to satisfy God. It's done out of faith that, one, God is going to keep his promises to him, and two, it's also done because you believe and love on him that much that you're willing to do what he's asked of you. Paul writes to the Romans about this in chapter 4, verses 1 through 8, he says this, What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness, just as David also describes the blessedness of the man of whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Now I'm going to keep backing up to this theme here that your works are a result of your faith, but this is just to clarify one thing, that your faith is, one, the thing that saves you, but it also justifies the works that you do. Hebrews 11 covers this again with a bunch of different people from the area of the patriarchs. People who, through God, their faithfulness count, was accounted to them for righteousness and that their works were a result of that faithfulness. And that through these people, we have the message of salvation that we have today. God worked through them because they were faithful. So Hebrews chapter 11, starting verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. And before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with them of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars in the sky in multitude, innumerable, as the sands which are by the seashore. So I'm going to backtrack here for just a little bit. We're talking about faith and works, and that they're both two sides of a coin. And this is why. Your faith is what encourages you to do good works for the Lord. Your faith is what justifies the things that you do. Because if you're going to work, as Paul puts it in Romans, in verse 4, Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace but as debt. If we are working for the Lord because we are expecting to be rewarded or because we're looking to earn a salvation, we did not receive grace. Instead, we're expecting God to act like our employer. But that is not the relationship that God has with us. And yes, God does call us to serve other people. He calls us to preach the gospel and make disciples and to, to just spread the love of God wherever we are called to at any given moment. But it's not to earn wages that we can boast, but it's by faith, by the grace of God, that we move forward with these works. With that, I want to move to Ephesians chapter 2. Now, we're all familiar with this for different reasons. We've all, I'm pretty sure we all know at least one verse out of this, at least one, probably two, probably three. Well, let me tell you something very interesting. In my study for this topic, because I knew that this worked, I knew that there was something here I was missing. A lot of those verses that we all know by heart in Ephesians are not really separate individual verses. They actually come together to make a very coherent statement about God's workmanship in our lives and that it's not by us, but by faith. Ephesians 2, starting in verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, did you catch that? This whole thesis I've been building on has been that faith is important and so are works. But your works are not your salvation, nor are they your own works. They are works of God. Because God is to be glorified, not us. I'm going to read it again. For by grace, remember that faith, you have been saved through faith, 
and not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. Our willingness to just trust that Christ has forgiven us and that he has paid the price on the cross for us, that is a gift of God, and it's not one to be earned by works. Like verse 9, not of works lest anyone should boast. The two coexist. The two are there, but the works are not mine, and the works are not labor to pay off debt. Nope, it is grace and works, and this is where they come together to be two sides of a coin in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared for us to do. That is where the two are one coin. Our faith allows us to accept the fact that we are God's workmanship and that he loves us and that he has forgiven us and that he has prepared great things for us to do in his name. And the work side of it is not ours. It is of the Lord's. Because if we take these works, we take these gifts that God has given us and then we go out in the world and say, look what I have done. Look at all this work. It's going to be in vain. Yes, the Lord will use it to glorify him, I'm sure. But that is not how he intends it to be used. Our faith saves us and our faith results in works. And those works are not ours. Thus, faith and works are genuinely two sides of a coin. They go hand in hand. Works being the result and faith being the cause. In the book of Judges, there is a man named Gideon. Some of us might be familiar with the story, some of us may not. I'll just give you a quick rundown. Gideon was a man chosen by God to deliver the children of Israel from the oppression of the Midians. And to do so, God told him to summon the people of Israel, the people who were able to fight in combat. But what's interesting about this scenario is that it was very different. God said something to Gideon very interesting. He said his army was too big. His response to the size of Gideon's army in Judges 7 verse 2 was, The people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel claim the glory for itself against me, saying, My own hands save me. So without going into detail, God gave Gideon a setup, a way to actually whittle it down to an incredibly small, small army. Just amusingly small. Like in this modern age, if any are, let me put you this way. If the United States had an army of 300, uh, I think the world would be panicking a lot. But that's exactly what happened. Of course, Israel was a much smaller country back at that time. But still, they started with 32,000 men. And God intentionally whittled it down to 300. So when God did deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Midians, they could say that it was definitely the work of God. And that is important, too. Because... Your works need to be of faith and not just out of obligation. It's okay to feel obligated to serve the Lord. In fact, I'm not going to knock anyone who just feels that that is what God wants them to do and just do it. But if you go into it 
and I'm speaking from experience right now. I'm speaking from absolute experience. If you go into it with the mindset of I'm going to do this work because I am good or because God thinks I am the best at this or that he's giving me these talents because it's all me, me, me. But you're not doing it because you love the Lord. And you don't do it because you don't believe that he will actually use the work of your hands no matter how big or how small. You're going to find yourself charging an uphill battle and fighting a battle that God has not assigned to you. You're, if you're going to do anything for the Lord, let me just put it to you this way. If you're going to do anything for the Lord, do it believing that he has sent you to do it. And don't take the mindset of, I have to earn this. No. God's going to provide for you every step. He's going to provide you with the right words to say. He's going to provide you with the resources. Do it in faith that he is going to carry you. Now that I've kind of put you in that mindset, let me boost you up a little bit by saying you shouldn't be afraid to do the work of the Lord. Whatever you believe the Lord's telling you to do, you should do. In fact, your faith your faith should spark a desire to do whatever it is the Lord has asked you to do. Now, you might say, what is it God has asked me to do? But I'd like to do that in a different episode sometime. Cover the basic things that God has asked us to do as believers out of faith for. But for now, let me read you Titus 3, verse 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want you to affirm constantly, that those who believe in God should be careful to maintain good works, These things are good and profitable to men. The desire to serve the Lord is a wonderful and just thing. And it's exactly what God wants for your life. Don't be afraid to serve the Lord at all. Your faith will be more than enough to get it started and your works will follow. Because they are not yours. They are God's. When Paul was facing persecution and he saw what was coming while speaking to some of the other leaders when he's talking about the persecution that he knows is going to happen and the tribulation that he's going to deal with he says this to them but none of these things move me nor do i count my life dear to myself so that i may finish my race with joy and the ministry which i have received from the lord jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of god Don't be afraid to live out in faith the works God has planned for you, the craftsmanship that God has set before you. Whatever that might be, for this season of time, it might be just to your family. You might be a family man, and God's calling you to be a better example to them, to lead your family in prayer and Bible study and worship. You might be a young man who's finding his way in the world and trying to figure out what God wants him to do, and He might ask you to lead people on your campus. Same for the young ladies. God has a plan for each and every one of you. And it's a plan that will glorify him. And I would say what an honor it is to be able to glorify the Lord in very simple works that he has put in our heart by faith, considering all that he has done for us. I do have to say this, though, before we close. You can have works without faith but you can't have faith without works when i was younger i had this coin it was literally a trick coin 
and it was it, it was literally a little dollar store trinket that had heads on both ends and the idea was you could flip your coin and always call heads and always win i will neither confirm or deny if i've ever used it in anything but the argument that comes with faith and works is like that if you say that faith is all you need faith is all you need congratulations you're saved but where's the proof of it it's like having a coin with two heads on it if all you do is work 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 and you think that your works are your salvation guess what you just got a coin with two tails on it you can flip that coin and you'll get the same answer every time but it yields nothing because it's not a real coin you can flip that coin all you want but when you come before the Lord and you say, hey, here's my works on this coin, but it's a coin with just a head or a head or a tail or a tail. It's not a genuine coin. The Lord has given us genuine life through faith in him. And that faith in the heads results in the tails of works. Now, like I said before, I have no interest in guilting people into working just because they feel guilty. No, if you don't feel the call to work, pray to the Lord to work on your faith in him and start trusting in him in faith to find the works that he wants you to do. All I'm saying is, is that if you're living life trying to earn your salvation through works or you're just trusting that your faith on its own is going to help people find Christ, you basically have a fake coin in your hand. And God does not do counterfeit. God's your faith in God will result in real joy, in real grace, in real salvation that will in turn turn into a real desire to have compassion on others, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. It'll give you a desire to be somebody that you otherwise would not be and thus result in works of faith. Two different sides of a coin, but they make one genuine coin. One that, when used in God's kingdom, will have an impact throughout eternity. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your paths. Trust in him in faith, and he will give you the path of works that he has called you to do. Two sides, one coin. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today and i pray that the lord is using these to help you in your walk with him and also in your growth with him however please i do ask that you spend some real time with the lord on your own study find a group of people who are like-minded searching for the lord i promise you it is time well spent thank you so much for listening may god bless you